Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash this is a podcast called 25 Whistles Talking Football, and they all wear a whistle. Yeah, it's stupid, but what did you expect? It's a podcast called 25 Whistles. 25 Whistles, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of college football. Download the DraftKings app. Use the code Bobby Sports to get in on the action. Somebody blow that whistle of love. I got you. Eddie's back in here again today. What's I'm up, buddy? What's up, dude? You linger. Look at everybody. Eddie, mm-hmm. how you doing? I'm, I'm great. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Kick off Kevin. <laughs> doing great. Doing pretty great. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big week for football. Let's go. We're very excited. Mike D. I'm good. How you doing, Mike yeah, D? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> Coming up, we have South Carolina head coach Shane Beamer from his office in Columbia, where Eddie just kept talking about Cox all over and over. <laughs> yeah. Big ones, little ones. To the point where it got like a little bit embarrassing, but he just kept on like going like, so tell me about this cock thing. It just, it was on. Well, do they not want us to do that? Because if I feel like if the I University of South, all the time, but if the University of South Carolina wouldn't want us to do that, they would change it to the game chickens. Mm-hmm. But, but they're not called game chickens. Regardless, it's up. And our, our video today, too much access at the University of South Carolina is up where you can watch Eddie and I run 40s. Eddie and I catch balls. I'm still hurting from that, by the way. Are you? You still. Uh, we did, uh, what else? Oh, and we threw. We threw. Quarterback competition. Yep. So all that's up. Just go over to Too Much Access Bobby Bones on YouTube and check it out. All right. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get the tittle tattle. It's time for the stupidest name ever. It's the tittle tattle with kickoff. Bobby, which AFC division do you think is better overall? The AFC East with the Bills, Patriots, Jets, and Dolphins, or the AFC North with the Steelers, Ravens, Browns, and Bengals? I guess I would look at the ceiling first, which team I think could actually go the farthest. And I think I would put the Bills slightly over the Bengals. Slightly, but I would put the Bills over the Bengals. Really? Yeah, I would go, if I were, yeah, Bills as the one... Yeah, yeah, in the AFC East, and then the Bengals as the as the one in the AFC North. Are they are they still saying Joe's coming back start a season? Should be. They're yeah. not saying he's not, right? right? Have you guys heard he's not? Mm-mm. No, I haven't either. Um, so then, so Bills over Bengals. My the second team in each division. I think 
all four of those teams in the NFC North are going to be pretty good. Like, I do think that the Bengals are going to be good. The Steelers have a chance. They played really well second half of the season. Kenny Pickett's small hands and all. <laughs> small Kenny. Yeah, <laughs> small Kenny hands. <laughs> George Pickens last year, rookie, was very inconsistent, but man, real flashes of brilliance. And I think he's that dude for sure. I think the Ravens are going to be good with Lamar Jackson, healthy, getting paid, OBJ. I think the Browns are going to be dece- good. I mean, their quarterback apparently hasn't been getting a lot of massages. So, you know, he's staying out of trouble. And Deshaun Watson, what, 2001, maybe his last year he played? He was, I mean, he was a really good quarterback. And so they have a good t- So that North is solid. Now, if we just look at the East, the Dolphins... I feel like the Dolphins are a really good team, obviously. I just wonder if Tua gets hit in the head one time. What, is he out six weeks? Mm-hmm. He had three I mean, concussions last year. If he gets another one, he's got to stop, right? Like, that's Those are a lot of concussions to keep going in the NFL. I just think you, if you're going to stop after one more concussion, you should stop before you get that one more concussion. Right. So yes. I don't think if he gets one more concussion, he stops. He may be out for a while, but I don't think he retires. <laughs> Unless it's a bad one. Because if you're like, okay, one more concussion and I'm retiring, you don't go through all this. Because yeah. eventually you're going to get another concussion. It's just it's the nature of this game. So I agree with you. But I also probably wouldn't have walked away either. It's your dream your whole life, millions of dollars. You worked so hard to be there. You're in Miami. Yeah. So I think the Dolphins are going to be good. With Waddle and Tyreek Tyree, Hill. Yeah. yeah, they're good. So the Dolphins are good. The Patriots have a chance to be pretty good. And the Jets... I think their ceiling is winning the division. I think their floor is being fourth overall because we just don't know, one, what Aaron Rodgers is going to do, four and two, that team, and two, if that offensive line can have some sort of consistency. I mean, they've had such inconsistent people even starting, much less the ones that start consistently performing well. So as the Bills are the number one team, I, I think the AFC North overall is the better division. So it would have been hard to overtake the Bills in that division, but they did because the other three teams are better than the other three teams. So I would go AFC North. Eddie, what do you think about that? I think it's interesting that you still have questions about the Jets. I mean, I think that they're going to be... Uh, I think they're going to be good, but I have tons so of questions. Good. Their offensive line sucks. Yeah, I know. Aaron Rodgers has never had an offensive line ever in the history of him playing that has been this, this I won't bad, but has been, based on data, this incompetent as an offensive line. It's just like with Dalvin Cook back there and the changes they're making. And it seems like, and again, I'm not going to fall for, you know, dumb. Uh, you know, you, fall, you are falling for it. Hard knocks. Yeah. Stuff. But you got you, hard when knocks-itis. You, when you get an inside <laughs> look of how a team is, you know, psycho, uh, psychologically, it seems like they're really got it. They, they got it together, really. Like that head coach and the, I think it's the defensive coordinator and all of them just kind of seem like they've got it together. And then the fact that they have Aaron Rodgers there, they're like, guys. This is our dude. And just to see how impressed they are by Aaron Rodgers. Impressed don't block defensive linemen. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, I'm rooting for the Jets. I think they're going to be good. But this, the, the floor is just utter failure because yeah. Rodgers doesn't have time to throw. I think, I think the, is it the East? Is that what you said? Is that the East? AFC East. AFC yeah. East. I think they're so strong. You think the Patriots? I, well, which they got Zeke now. Well, yeah, man. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. Absolutely. Hey, thanks, right. man. We're not biased at all. We're not biased at all. <laughs> if Zeke comes from America's team to another America's team, oh, the Patriots, yeah. this is going to be a the no-brainer. Real America's team? The no. two hated teams. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so, again, the AFC North, 
any of those four teams could win that division. Any of those four teams can make the Super Bowl. The Browns would be the one that I would say is the biggest long shot, but the Browns have the personnel. And when you go over to the AFC East with the Dolphins and Jets and Patriots and Bills, the only team I can really see making the Super Bowl, there would be the Bills with an outside shot of the Dolphins or very outside shot of the Jets if Rodgers is good. I can't see the Patriots making it this year. New offensive coordinator, even though he is a dog. Mm-hmm. So it's, I'm still going with the AFC North. He's a uh, what? A dog. Arr. What, what, is, what does that mean? He's good. Oh, that's what you say he when someone's hard. good? Arr. He goes hard. <laughs> all right, go ahead. <laughs> we all remember the hype of the Broncos last year and their disappointment. Which team do you think will be the Broncos of 2023? So, hype and disappointment. That's all we're looking for. Mm-hmm. So, what teams are hyped? The Chiefs? Chiefs are always hyped. But they're hyped or they just talked about appropriately since they do win the Super Bowl. Yeah, and they got the best player on the planet. Yeah. So Chiefs are hyped. Bills are hyped. Eagles are hyped. You could go through the teams that win. Bengals are hyped. Yeah. The Jets have some hype because of Aaron Rodgers. The Giants have some hype because of uh, Dable and Jones and Saquon, Saquon. getting the, the, the one-year deal, and they performed better last year. And, you know, Daniel Jones, his second year, apparently making huge strides. Oh, it's tough. Like, who is expected to be good? I mean, you don't want to put the Cowboys on there? Because, I mean, they actually that, are. That's every, every year. That's every but, year. But, but hold on. For once, though, that's just the fans. For once, though, the people, like the critics, <laughs> that's TV is actually saying that the Cowboys may actually be good this year, which is, is weird. But that division's really good, too, because I think the Commanders are going to be pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. At least not as terrible as they were. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Jets only because, and I believe the Jets will win some games. They can win 10 games. But I think the Jets had the biggest chance of one of the teams that people are expecting to win, not to win. Man, Just I disagree with you. I think they're going to be so good. I think I think they're going to be good too. I hope they're good. I want them to win. I like Aaron Rodgers. But like the Broncos last year, they're in a tough division. That doesn't help. And it's like the Chargers, right? Yeah. Everybody's like, look at the Chargers. Yeah. Uh, Herbert getting hurt, and then who do they have to play all the time? Yeah, the freaking Chiefs. The, mm-hmm. I mean, look at their division. That that has a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, what What about the Broncos though? Like, what about them? Are they going to be better I, this I, year? No, I expect nothing from them. Okay, really. I, I mean, you can't be worse. Just watch, you know, they still look completely incompetent in preseason. Yeah, that's true. I I did think, okay, Russ can come back, win nine, ten games. <laughs> Sean Payton, you know, they, they just don't. But I've seen nothing to make me feel differently. Better than 500? Probably around 500. Okay. They'll probably figure it out a little later in okay. the season. Okay. All right, next up. Opposite of the Broncos last year, the Seahawks stunned everyone. So who do you think will be the Seahawks of 2023? The Steelers didn't make it last year, but they were awfully close. And Tomlin's never had a losing record as a Steelers coach. The Steelers would be my pick if that even counts, but I think people kind of expect the Steelers to be at least as good as they were second half of the year last year. Again, they play in a tough division. But the Steelers are that. I think the Browns have a really good shot of that because, again, they have the personnel. If you have a really good quarterback, if Deshaun Watson plays as good as he's getting paid to play, then they're going to be good. They got Amari Cooper. They got uh, uh, they got a really good running game. So, but then I look also at the, the the freaking Saints. Nobody expects the Saints to be good. They play in a terrible division. Yeah. And I think Carr is a better quarterback than people give him credit for because he played in an organization that sucked, which was the Raiders. 
So Steelers and Saints will be the teams that I think could do that. I think Steelers is kind of a cop-out answer because I think people expect the Steelers to be good. And they almost made it last year. So I'm, then I'm going to go with the Saints because they did not almost make it. And the Saints are terrible. That whole division is terrible and a mixture of the two. And Michael Thomas, he's healthy. Yeah. And David Carr, I feel like that the Saints could actually make the playoffs and just win that division. We got a Tampa. Yeah, Baker Mayfield. I'm a big Baker Mayfield guy. I think they're going defeated. But let's say they don't. <laughs> I was going to say. Let's say they don't. <laughs> yeah, that's your Tampa, dude. Carolina. Carolina's not going to be any good. Not this year. No. Not, not with a rookie quarterback. So, New Orleans. Who am I forgetting in the division? Atlanta. Uh, the Falcons. Yeah, Falcons yeah. Could, the Falcons could be okay. I mean, you believe in Desmond Ritter? I don't know. I believe in Bijan. I mean, yes, but I don't think he, they can carry the whole team. No, I don't think he can either. So I'm going to go with the Saints is my answer. Okay. Next up. Last one here. If you're playing in the NFL right now, which head coach would you like to play for most? And which head coach would you like to play for least? Most probably Andy Reid, because I know if I'm a court or Shanahan, I know if I'm a quarterback or a running back, wide receiver, skill position player, I'm about to be a all pro if I start. Mm-hmm. Andy Reid just schemes. Andy Reid's awesome. And he seems pretty chill. So I'll probably go Andy Reid. Uh, the one I want to play for the least. I'm not going to say Belichick because I understand why Belichick is the way Belichick is and he's oh. won championships. I'm going to go with... Uh, but he's also not the head coach anymore. Maybe like Arthur Smith? Hmm. I like Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith's a football guy. Yeah, but, but so Okay, so let's go to New England. Offensive coordinator this year again is... Bill O'Brien. Right. So Bill O'Brien was with Saban. Uh, Bill O'Brien was with the Houston Texans. Mm-hmm. He was even like the GM for a while. Mm-hmm. Of, of the te- Right? Wasn't he like the GM slash coach? Mm-hmm. Very Belichick of him. So I think I would, I would like being in that offense. I'm trying to talk myself out of picking Belichick. What about the Raiders? Okay, Josh, Josh McDaniel. I, I don't want to play for him. There you go. He seems like a total douche. And <laughs> when I hear players talk about playing for him back in the day, they hate him. Yeah, except for Brady. But Brady was... He's a douche too. No, but Brady was a, told, told him what to do. That's the difference. Yeah, no one told Brady what to do. Right. I like to play with... I like to work with people too. Let me tell, walk all over them. <laughs> Wish I had people on this show like that. But I don't. <laughs> So that's funny. I would have gone with Belichick. I would have wanted to play with for Bel- Belichick because he's, so, he's so good. You yes. want? No, I said I, w- I. No, no, no. Oh, I thought say you don't. No, no, no. I was gonna pick Belichick as the don't, but then I'm like, no, I think I would be okay with it. And then yeah. I tried to convince myself because obviously I play offense and Bill O'Brien's <laughs> offensive coordinator. <laughs> okay, obviously, okay. I play yeah. obviously, you eventually got there. So yeah, yeah. I was, okay. I was working it out in my head. I was, show, I was showing you guys my work. Got it, got it. <laughs> so I'm going beautiful mind style. Yes, Josh McDaniels. No, Andy Reid. Yes. All right, that's the tittle tattle. Thank you. Okay. Just a reminder: the twenty-five whistles is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of college football. Download the DraftKings app. Use the code Bobby Sports to get in on the action. Here's what we're doing, friends: we're knocking this thing out. Brace yourself for a four-game parlay, four-game four parlay. Games. We're going hard with a four-game parlay, a four-game parlay. We're going hard with a four-game parlay, a four-game parlay. We're going hard with a four-game parlay, a four-game parlay. Here we go. <laughs> We're going all money lines. Tennessee against Virginia in Knoxville. Take that one as a winner. Nashville. They're playing here? Yeah, they're playing at Nissan Stadium. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, win a win win Should we all go? Pass. Okay. <laughs> that was quick. That was quick. 
South Carolina is the underdog against North Carolina. They are playing in Columbia. Does this have anything to do with us just being there? Yep. Okay. (laughs) We're going with South Carolina. Money line. Win. The LSU-Florida State game is a good one. You're talking about two top 10 teams. Mm -hmm. Remember, they played last year. It was a heck of a game. Florida State put it on them last year. Is it a field goal at the end of the game? Yeah, was like was, a, yeah. I remember watching it and being like, oh, no, LSU sucks. And then they got really good. Yes, and then we realized both teams are actually pretty good. Yeah. yeah. We thought both teams sucked. Then, exactly. we thought, then we realized they're both pretty good. Yeah. Are we gooing Tigers here? We're going LSU for the win! <laughs> and then Washington over Boise State. Well, that's a rando. It's a good game. For the no, win! Just a rando. To Those play. are your four right okay. there. You like it? Good payout on that? Probably, yeah. I didn't, I didn't type it in. Don't worry about it. I'm sure it's pretty good with that, under, with that undie dog. Four-game parlay, four-game parlay, four-game parlay. If you take 25 whistles parlay, you can check it out on DraftKings Sportsbook. New users use the code Bobby Sports when you download the app 21 and up in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. See show notes for full details. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. So, should we go electric? I think we should go electrified with Toyota. Electrified? Electrified means options. Yes, we could go all electric with a Toyota BZ4X, but then there are hybrids like Grand Highlander. Or we could do something in between like a RAV4 plug-in hybrid. So, Toyota is electrified diversified? Yep, and with more options for reducing carbon emissions, the closer we all get to Toyota's Beyond Zero vision for the future. Exactly. How much coffee have you had this morning? Uh Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Now, we went to Columbia, South Carolina. It has nothing to do with why I picked them. Nothing to do. I think South Carolina's good. Oh, they, yeah. They got some offensive line questions like the Jets, but I feel like they can actually fix their offensive line. And we saw their weight room. That's right. It was very big. There was nobody lifting though in there. No one. There was this one guy thinking about lifting. Yeah, he wasn't even lifting any weight. There was a guy that was like passed out on the floor. Remember that? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He had lifted too hard. (laughs) Yes. So our arrival in Columbia, we got to our rental. We just started recording because we were going to do our Too Much Access show, which is up the video version of this. And so you're going to hear us get there, arrive and talk. After the ride, you'll hear Eddie and I talk with Coach Beamer. Some things about Coach Beamer. He's the son of former legendary Virginia Tech coach and Hall of Famer Frank Beamer. He was a walk-on wide receiver at Virginia Tech before becoming a long snapper. You can follow Coach Beamer on Twitter at Coach S. Beamer. Here he is, Coach Shane Beamer. Uh, we are in a black SUV. 
in Columbia, South Carolina. We had just got off the plane. We're going to go interview uh, the head coach and the running back for the South Carolina Gamecocks, which, fun fact, in ninth grade, they had the coolest hat. I'm trying to think of what that looked Cox. like. Cox. Oh, it just said Cox. Yeah. I remember that one. And I was like, that's hilarious. I remember that But one. I still didn't have the guts to wear it. Yeah, because people at church would get mad, I yeah. thought. Mm-hmm. But I still thought it was so cool. So I'd go to the mall. We had one store that had hats, all the athletic hats that had all the nickname team hats. So it was always like the funny word you could find within the team. Yeah. So if it was like Albuquerque, it'd be like Kirk, the Kirk, or the Cox, or etc. So anyway, we're going here, and I don't know. We got a rental car. You know how much a rental car costs for one day? Probably two hundred bucks. Well, so I thought, according to the internet, it was like fifty bucks a day, something well, like that. Yeah, but yeah. That, that's like the smallest, smallest car you can get. Okay, so I go, and I we just need an SUV because we literally landed at two forty. We're going to be here for three or four hours, and we're going to leave and go back home. So I thought, a rental car, that's even a whole day. It's like calling a 900 number back in the day. Like, talk to your favorite baseball player, and it was $1.99 the first minute and $0.99 cents each additional. So I would just hang out before the first minute was over, but I would only get charged the $1.99 every time. So smart. When was that? Well, I thought I would get no... What do you mean? He doesn't know about 900 numbers. No. That's a whole different podcast, Kevin. Okay. So I thought, if it's only four hours, I won't even get a full day charge. For an SUV for us five... Because it's me, Eddie, Kevin, Mike D, and Reed. Three hundred forty bucks. Oh, what? That is crazy. I don't know if it's because we're in Columbia and they have to bring us one from somewhere else, but it was three hundred forty dollars for this SUV. Oh my! Do you know how hey. mad I would be if this was a family vacation? I'd be so upset. But you would know that. Like I knew that. I had to okay that for us to. Oh. And I have to pay for it. The company's not paying for it. I pay for all the stuff that we do, so but that's what this SUV is—a three hundred and forty dollars SUV. That is just that's crazy. And it's also just a—I mean, it's just normal. It's not like a super nice SUV. It's fine. Yeah. We just needed stuff to put gear in. So hey, well, hey, well, you know what? In case nobody tells you, Bones, thank you, thank you for getting that. No, no, I don't need to be thanked. We're no, working here. Th- thank you for getting the SUV, man. It's very nice of you. The Secondly, I'd like to say a couple things. <laughs> As we're going to the campus of the University of South Carolina, Gamecocks. Cox. We are going to do not only interviews for this podcast, 25 Whistles, we also do a show that Reed shoots yeah. called Too Much Access. I think Reed had a seizure when he heard his name back there. <laughs> I think he did. He's like somebody in the crowd when you say a state, they go, ah! You're like, I just literally said the word. I didn't say anything about, I like it. So, we're going to shoot this show, and part of the show is us doing something athletic football, running, jumping. It's to highlight their abilities and our lack of. So mm-hmm. I text Eddie last night at 10 o'clock p.m. Here we go. And I say, hey, man, don't forget to bring shorts and some shoes because we're going to be running on the field. I text him at 10 p.m. Now, between 10 p.m. I went to bed at 9.30. Okay, but you woke up and you had to go to work. And that's weird because you I You never usually, looked at your phone. I look at my phone and there's usually a notification that says, like, Miss but you don't text. even look at your text? I don't open my phone up if I don't need to, no. Like, it'll say, I don't believe your it didn't say mixed text. This is like somebody says, I didn't get that text. Dude, that promise, just doesn't happen. I didn't get it till I got to work, which is already too late. It's unbelievable that I text Eddie at night and say, hey, even if you're asleep, just you'll see this in the morning, bring your clothes. Mike, your thoughts? Yeah, he could have uh, looked at his phone. Oh, well, no crap. Especially when we're all flying out of town. 
yeah. Everything was kind of like in motion happening. You should have checked your phone. And it was like all quick too, yeah, right? We're like, last... we decided quickly, let's go. We're going to South Carolina. We got to get back at night. Got Coach Beamer lined up. Boom, boom, boom. Eddie, I, I Eddie shows up in a tuxedo. What? I have a solution. What? If there's a gift shop, I can just buy shorts there. You could buy shorts there. Also, do we feel like they're going to put us in their own clothes? Maybe. We do have the bit running that we're going to steal something, so maybe the thing that Eddie steals is a pair of shorts. That's not a bad idea. I did think about it. Have, have they won a national championship? No. But okay, so I can't you'd have to that. find shorts to steal that are one, your size. <laughs> And then two, you don't want to steal them from a store, you'll go to jail. Yeah, and you're saying that probably players are just not my size? I'm just saying you don't need to steal a player, a college kid's shorts. That's kind of weird. They'll, <laughs> they'll never know. <laughs> but you're right. They get showered with stuff, man. One, sort of, but when we went to UCF, they gave us clothes. Yeah, but you can't say like, oh, thanks for the hat. That's really cool. Can I have some shorts? <laughs> we did put the request in for some clothes, so you may be in luck. There we go. We act, Yeah, and it was a gentle request because we don't want to be like, we're coming, give us all your clothes. But we said, hey, other schools have wanted us to wear their gear. So if you have some, we'll wear it. That's genius. Meaning we'd love to have free stuff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We've you, never gotten too good for free stuff. Do you think we'll ever be able to go full pads in one of these like... Um, yeah, uh, if we want to. I mean, we have to really push for it, and we yeah. got to have a coach that we have a relationship with. W what drill would you run, though? Oklahoma, me against Bobby. Oh, my gosh. No, we would die. Yeah. I don't want to hit anything. You against me. I think... <laughs> I'm running back, you're a linebacker. I, I, well, first of all, I'd kill you. That's what I'm saying. See, that's why we need to do this. First of all, even if I killed you, I'd be hurt. <laughs> well, we'd like, both be hurt. Best case scenario is I wipe you <laughs> off the floor, but I'm still hurt. Right, we're both going to hurt ourselves. <laughs> I think like hitting a sled. We could put pads on and hit a sled. Like just pushing it? That's boring. No. Okay, sorry. You didn't play football at a high level like myself. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the one that you like hit? Like the, the, the dummy? Hit. But sled. On a sled though. We used yeah. to hit a sled. Okay. The same sled that we'd push, we'd also hit. Yeah, they have different things now. Yes, but you can do... Back, back in Mountain Pine, they probably... There was the sled for we everything. Had different, we had single sleds, we had group yeah. sleds, and sometimes you would just come off the ball, fire off the ball, hit, hit, ah, back down. Right, What's, Kevin? Yeah, and then you can do the hit and roll, and then hit all five. All and, the next you know? one, hit, Oh, roll. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. What's the one where you... Like the tunnel you run through with a bunch of, like, foamy spikes? What? That's called a foam party. The tunnel you And they used to have that foam party at college. They put foam on the ground on the dance floor. And no, no, that's not what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. It's like a, it's like a tunnel. It's like they, it's, they have car a tunnel. Wash? Like, it looks like a you car wash. Car wash. It looks like a car wash, and it's supposed to like poke you where the ball is, so you fumble it. Oh, the uh, yeah. That I, is a uh, uh, sex machine. Okay. <laughs> that is a fantasy of yours. Eddie. You know what? I was confused. You're right. It is. That is dirty. Yep. Yep. Wrong place. What yep. kind of things are poking you? <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, we're packed five deep here in South Carolina. We're 10 minutes away. We landed. The airport is about 15 minutes from the facility. We're going to get there right on time. You got to love that. It looks as if right now we're going to arrive at 2.50 for a 3 p.m. arrival. Eddie asked me before we went in. He said, hey, do we still have the thing where I asked a dumb question? And I said to him, you ask dumb questions? I mean, people would consider those dumb questions. Well, sure. I guess my thought was, for you, I didn't think they were dumb. I thought they were just normal questions for you. Well, they are because I always come from a, a parent perspective because I have kids in sports. So, I always want to bring it. I have legit questions about stuff like that. Yeah, but it's not always like that. 
what? I don't think it's all like parent based. Yeah, well, it is. When I watch my kids practice, I'm like, what'd you ask the Panthers? What'd you ask Bryce Young? Uh, I asked Bryce Young about money. Exactly. It's what, not about being a parent. Right. But, but I went draft night and, you know, he was there with his family. So I was yeah, thinking so about that. You're trying to act like all responsible dad when you're just like, <laughs> how much money do you make? Kevin, your thoughts as we head to the campus? I'm excited. This is my first one. You guys have done the Panthers at UCF. So. I'm ready to see what the cocks got for us. Okay. Okay. Hey, do they have a chicken mascot? Like a real one? <laughs> like Arkansas has the pig? Right. We have Correct. a boar. A tusk. Yeah. Tusk, yeah. Do they have a cock? Like a literal cock? Yes. I don't know. When we get there, your question should be, hey, so where's your cock? You got there it. You, go. you got it. I'll I bet that. you they hear that all the time. Though. I know. So we can't do cock jokes. I'm not going to say cock. I don't even want to say cock. I, I feel uncomfortable saying cock. Me too. I'm talking about the birds, so it doesn't matter. You said yeah. it quite a bit in the last 10 seconds, That's though, cool. for yeah. a guy being uncomfortable saying it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to call it a chicken. I don't know if they have a chicken. I don't think they do. And is there a difference between a chicken and a cock? I think a rooster. <laughs> I can't do that. A rooster. <laughs> a, a rooster's a cock? Yeah, a chicken is not a cock. A rooster is a game cock, I believe. Okay. So, so do they have a rooster is the question. Well, we're about to find out. All right. And we're not even putting the interview after this. This was just us kind of describing what we're doing here i don't know if we're gonna put the interview after this or not but bones do you do research like how much research do you do going into these things it's an interesting question thank you thanks for asking no problem seems like i come from a parent see that's <laughs> yes. what i'm saying man uh yeah i mean i do like macro notes read all the stuff about the pe like i you know he coached oklahoma for a while he was on the offensive staff there uh, so i know all about beamer um, I know about this kid that we're talking to, this running back who is, I think he's 6'1", like 195 now, but he's played quarterback, receiver, and running back. So this is his first year as a running back, huh? I believe so, Kevin. Yeah, full-time running back, yeah. That's crazy. So when you ask, I just, I guess it wasn't for research, it's just so I could know about them. Yeah. And know who I'm talking to, and then Kevin will do some other notes. And he'll send those, and I'll read over those, and then we'll kind of be ready to go. Okay. I'd like to look at those notes. There you go. Because I mean, I don't do research. Yeah, but no, no, no. You don't. You the should only thing do I research. researched That's was if they had a cock, a uh, uh, chicken That's mascot. Your, your role should be not doing research and just showing up and having fun. <laughs> okay, I can do that. Yeah, easy. Okay, I think that's it. Everybody good? Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. We're going. We're, hold on, hold on. Reed. Reed, do that thing where you yell. Yeah. Okay. All right, from South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. Goodbye. Coach First, thanks for having us today. We really appreciate it. Yep, absolutely. Uh, my first question, I'm going to let Eddie ask because he's been bothering us about this for like two hours. Ask it. Do you guys, and don't get offended, Coach, because I don't know the real terminology, but do you guys have a chicken mascot? Like a, He means a literal a, animal. A real yeah. cock. Yeah. And I have trouble saying the word cock. Yep. That's why I keep calling it chicken, but if we're going to cock it, we'll play. We'll say cock. We do. Sir Big Spur, I'll have to show you before you leave. I it's have, the same one? It's the literal? Yeah. Because we have a... Boar, LSU has a tiger. There's yeah. a there's one. Yeah. Does a family raise it like Bevo? I know the people that have Bevo. Yeah. It's one family that has it. They bring him to all the wild. games. He'll See, be I on the sidelines. I've got a video on my phone. He's like, he'll he'll come in this facility every once in a while. Uh, so I've got a video on my phone. I've got a picture on my phone of me sitting right there on that couch <laughs> holding it. And then uh, my first year here, we had he was just hanging out in the building one day. And you could just, you know, hear him do his cock-a-doodle-doo or whatever yeah. it is as well. How do they pick the mascot? That is a good question. 
That is like, uh, is it, and is it like every five, six, seven? Do, do we know? Because I'm the Georgia Bulldog. That's a yeah. whole ceremony. Mm-hmm. Bevo. Yeah, there's a whole ceremony. I don't know the time frame. I should uh, probably a better question for someone else. But um, we've had the same one, I guess, since I've been here. I so believe. it's not like Mary Kate Nashley Olson. One day there's one of them playing on Full House, <laughs> and then you don't thoughts. even know when the other ones. That's it's one. It literally is one. Yeah, they even told me it's a different one. It's one. It's had every game. Uh, travels big, in style. How big is he, Coach? Um, uh, I mean, that's literally that picture right up there on okay. that wall. That's a good size chicken. Is me, uh, me holding it? That's after the bowl game a couple years ago. So it's uh but that's a drawing, Coach. You can't point at a drawing and go, "That's to scale." Yeah. Am I, am, am he, I, he literally pointed at a cartoon and was like, "This is what this am, size am is." Am I allowed to get up in the yeah, middle? Yeah, of it? yeah, you can get up. All right, hold on. He points. He points at like a finger paint. It's a nice. It's a nice art. But he's like, "Look, that's proof." There's a real picture. See, real picture. Okay. Oh, that's a big that's one. a big bird. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's a big bird. <laughs> so that that yeah. drawing is very much to scale. But you pointed to the drawing of all things where you were like, look at this piece of art that someone interpreted. That's the size. Um, okay, let's talk about the program. I was watching you at SEC Media Days. I think I watched almost every coach at SEC Media Days. I think you guys are going to win the East. I've said that. I feel like the voters were not as respectful of South Carolina as they should have been. Your thoughts? I would not uh, disagree you know, I know it's coach speak, and it's but it's true though. We don't pay a whole lot of attention to what people are saying, whether it's good, bad. Just worry about ourselves and what we can control and try and get better. But I'll be the first to admit it's a little, you know, surprising. We had two top ten wins to finish the season. We're returning our starting quarterback and Spencer Rattler. We're returning an All Conference receiver in Juice Wells. We're returning a freshman All American, two freshman All Americans in the secondary. Got some really good players coming back. Our punter, our kicker. And, you know, to not be ranked was surely a little surprising, I won't lie, but that's okay. You know, we're worried about what the uh, what the rankings are at the end of the season. That's all we're worried about. Let's try and be the very best team we can be. But uh, I really like this group. I'll say that. Have you ever not liked a group, though? You don't have to say which group, but, Good you know, question. we hear that most. Oh, I really love this group yeah. of players. But has there ever been one where you're like, secretly, I don't like this group? No, it's kind of like on signing day when you always hear coaches be like, you know, it's a heck of a signing class. We just – no coaches ever come in and sit, and it's a bad signing class. We just <laughs> together. Nobody's ever done that. Um, I think there's diff- – I think I've always liked the groups. I think certain groups are um, – maybe other teams I've been a part of selfishness maybe isn't the word, but you realize that you're maybe not as close and as together as you would like to be in a lot of ways for different reasons. But this is a group that um, when I say I like them, I'm going all the way back to January when we started off-season workouts when our players came back in the, for, uh, for winter conditioning in January. Since January all the way up until now, it's they've been the same group, just steady, hardworking, just kind of fly under the radar and you know worry about ourselves and keep trying to get better. Is there a personality with each year, each class? Does it always change year to year? And what's the personality of the team this year? I think it always changes um, year to year. There's no question about it. You know, the 2021 group was our first season here. That group was different than 2022. And 2023 is different than 2022. You know, this year's team, it's kind of a unique mix of uh, returning core guys like Spencer Rattler and the carry on joiner that have played a lot of football for us. But then it's a huge mix of just true freshmen that just got here that are going to have to play big roles for us. So it's kind of that mix of older guy that there's a newfound enthusiasm in a lot of ways, I think because of the new freshmen and the youth that we do have here on the team. 
talk about DK for a second where he's a COVID senior and he's played at every position. Yeah. I mean, he's he's going to play running back this year predominantly, unless I'm yeah. wrong, but he's played wide receiver, he's played quarterback. Like with a guy that knows that much, is he also like the fourth string quarterback as well as the running back? He could do it all. There's no question about it. I mean, he what a what a great person first and foremost. Great football player. Um uh, receiver, like you said, running back, quarterback. He could do it all. Was the MVP of the bowl game two years ago as a quarterback. Played receiver all last year. He's been a really good special teams player for us. He's 100% a running back right now. But absolutely, if we got in a situation where we, we needed him to play quarterback, he knows what to do and could go in there and do it. Dang, I wish I could do any of that. I know, me too. He's not an athlete anymore. Coach, we're both sore, by the way, today. Because we, we worked out we worked one out time. Yesterday. Oh, and, yeah. Well, if you're sore after one workout, no, after you're, two. Not, you're not doing <laughs> we it took enough. A week it was off. two, Coach. Okay. Don't be silly. Then we came back. Okay. All right. <laughs> coach, you were talking about country music a little bit before yeah. the, the interview. And, you know, with artists, people are just like, oh, they just, you know, they record music and they sing on stage. But there's way more that they do. Uh, they do meet yeah. and greets. They do have to do radio interviews and stuff like that. What's something a head coach has to do that most people don't even think about? Mm, great question. Like, do you clean the bathrooms or something? Like, <laughs> part of the deal, you know? Um, great question. There's so much because, like, I always tell the story. I got hired here in December 2020, and I literally felt like it was the end of February 2021, like two months later before I did anything football related, just because there's so much, particularly when, you, when you're in the SEC and when you're a college coach, uh, fundraising. Uh, raising money, whether it be for your Gamecock club or whether it be NIL or uh, obviously recruiting the speaking engagements that, you know, people ask you to do across the state. So I love that part of it, but there is just so much. I don't know one thing. I mean, there's to me, there's a bunch that stand out that even growing up the son of a coach until I sat in behind that desk and in that chair, I don't even know if I realize it's the magnitude of all the things you do outside of outside of coaching. When I was briefly considering this two years ago running for the governor of Arkansas because I had some people approaching me and I was like, what do you do when you run instead of just go shake hands, meet people? They were like, no, you have to be on the phone and ask for money all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what you do. Mm -hmm. People see you on TV or you do, but it's mostly six hours a day on the phone going, I need money. Mm -hmm. And I feel like with coaches these days, it's not direct asking, but I would assume that because of NIL, because of booster, because of money, you need to build facilities that it's a constant, we'll call it political game where you need money to yeah. keep this thing going and to keep it thriving. Would that yeah. be accurate? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, used to, you did uh, your local, like your booster club events in the springtime. And I would do anywhere from, or still do anywhere from six to 11 of those a year where you're going out and you're speaking to the Gamecock club uh, about the program, trying to raise money for your uh booster club on on campus but now you're also doing fundraising events for nil to raise money for name image and likeness so during the springtime you know i think i spoke to four different events in the springtime uh at night just going out and visiting with people as well so certainly it's about developing relationships and we got some amazing supporters of of gamecock athletics uh, for sure that, you know, are eager to support this program. But yeah, that's a, that's a big part of it. And, um, and, uh, you know, like the direction that we're going, but yes, there's a lot of parts probably to go back to your question, fundraising, you know, having to do a lot of that as well and the different events, but you know, it is what it is. And, you know, I enjoy that part of it too. Do you ever just call any of your really rich friends and go, <laughs> I need money? <laughs> um, 
I mean, I think you're developing relationships all the time. And, and, uh, that's, yeah, I get those calls, by yeah. the way. And I'm not really rich. I'm pretty rich, but I'm yeah. not really rich now. Yeah. But they'll call me like, hey, XYZ, can you help out? Yeah. I don't know who they are, just a mystery. Yeah. But <laughs> that happens. It does. Yeah, there's no question about it. And, and fortunately, a lot of those people that I'm making those phone calls to are guys or, you know, men or women that understand the, the lay of the land in college athletics nowadays. And they want to see South Carolina athletics be successful and they realize that that's a part of it as well whether it be maintaining we're in a beautiful facility right now whether it be the main the money to continue to move forward and have amazing facilities like this or whether it be nil or whatever it might be certainly um you know there's some great supporters of of gamecock athletics and and uh we've got a lot of people that are willing to help and certainly you know i've made those phone calls and we'll continue to as well it's got to help that you're not old that you kind of are closer to the players, closer to their age, closer to understanding what, and it's probably I would assume why you and even me. I don't. I like nil. Mm-hmm. I think it 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 definitely adds a difficult wrinkle mm-hmm. because it adds more competition in a lot of places. But I like nil because I believe that if I'm in class and there's a influencer who's really good at doing yoga and she can make ten thousand bucks a post. The football player gets penalized. The basketball player, and they can't do it at all. Right. So I'm a, I'm a big advocate of NIL, but I think that's because I understand how to and why there's a need to make money with social media, with ways that maybe weren't able to be done 25, 30 years ago. Do you feel the age gap not as wide with you and the players as, I don't know, even some of your older coaches mm-hmm. where you have to kind of talk to them about what's happening? Yeah, uh, no, I think so. Uh, I agree with you. There's so much good that's that has come from NIL. You hear about all the horror stories and things like that. But, you know, we got some guys on our team that are doing amazing things with it, being able to capitalize on their name, image, and likeness. You mentioned to carry on joiner, to carry on joiner is one of them. And, uh, you know, the biggest thing for us is, is we talk about the team, the team, the team here always. And that's the most important thing. But certainly, uh, I'm happy for these guys when talking about raising money. Like, I want to do that. And I've told our team this, and it's the truth. Like, I want to go be able to raise money and bring in money to help you from an NIL standpoint. If you deserve it and you've earned it, I'll jump on the table and, and, and raise money with the best of them to be able to take care of our guys. But certainly, we're all learning, whether it's me, a younger coach, or an older coach, or somebody, somebody younger than me. Uh, we're all learning and going through this thing the first time, but uh, for the first time, but absolutely uh, excited for our players and love being able to help them in any way that I can. If I was a coach, I'd be funneling money through my own money, through accounts. I would, mm-hmm. I, I would, I would for sure build a shell account. Once I built a shell account. What? Well, it, <laughs> I did this whole campaign against myself. Yes. I just started in Nashville. We had just started a national show and I had to create and I had to look it up on the internet. I built a shell company to fake where the money was coming from so i could buy these billboards to trash myself so people wouldn't know it was me mm. so i had to figure out how to t- take people away from because they looked it up my company chased it they hired a private investigator they couldn't figure out who was spending the money to trash me little did they know it was me hmm. until it came out you know four years later in the washington post but i think i would do that as a coach i would, I would so my question is are you doing that <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Between us, coach. Yeah, yeah. No, wait, wait, wait. This is going on. Uh, the scary thing is, I have, I hardly have. I have no. If I do, I don't know about it. Like, I yeah. have no idea where my money goes. It all yeah. goes to my wife, and uh, she's <laughs> yeah. in charge of everything financially. So, ask her. But I don't believe so. Yeah. I, I didn't think you did. I just wanted to lay it out <laughs> to there. How it should be done. Yeah. I've got to ask her. Like, can I borrow twenty dollars? You know, because uh, she's in charge of the money in the house and and uh, has all the cash. Having kids, is that a different pressure? Because if you don't perform well, 
or you perform wonderfully. Like your kids feel both yeah. both ways. That that would be tough as a dad. It is. Um, you know, there's a lot of highs and lows. We we lose a game. We as coaches come right back in this facility the next week and it's right back to work and we're kind of in this bunker mentality and and oblivious to the outside world because it's right back to work. Whereas we lose a game that Monday morning, they're back in school. And as they get older, uh, my oldest is a freshman in high school now. My youngest is in fifth grade, fourth grade. Um you know, they're hearing stuff when they go back to school and things like that. So there's a lot of highs and lows, you know, like I tell them one, it was a good experience for me because I grew up a son of a coach. So I saw it firsthand. Uh, and like I tell my kids, you know, it's uh, uh, one, this is what I do, but it's not who I am. So there's a lot of great things that they get to experience because of my job. Uh, but the, also the, the flip side of that for them is there's some negatives that you go through. And, and frankly, they get it. Like we don't win football games. I get fired here and we have to move. And uh, they know that's part of the reality. But I'm also fortunate that I'm a part of a, that. I'm in a job where uh, I can include my family and the coaches' families and in, in, in a lot of the things that we do, whether it be coming to practice, being in the locker room after games, things like that. But it's certainly a challenge for my wife and I now that we have now that we have three children. But especially as these three children get older, and it's different when you're the you know tight ends coach at Oklahoma where I was before. It's a difference between that and now you're the a head football coach in the SEC, and, and all responsibility is on my shoulders. Does Darius give any money? Darius is very supportive. To the football program? Darius is very supportive. How much? I don't know specifics. All right. You'd have to all right. You'd have to ask Darius. We have a record, I will ask Darius. We have a recording studio. No. You have to ask a no, coach's well, wife. I literally no, coach ask wife. Darius got the how much money you get. Yeah, it's a good question. Yes. I don't know. Darius is very supportive, wants to do whatever he can to help the Gamecocks. We, uh, I played golf with Darius three weeks ago, and uh, we had a lot of great conversations about the athletic department and how he can help and, and fundraising and NIL and whatever it might be. He cheat? Uh No. He did not. He didn't do the old foot wedge, coach. I didn't see it. No, we, we were had a looking. Great... No, and you probably wouldn't have said anything anyway because I was. It's Darius. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would have looked. You're going to call him out for no, that. No, we had right? a great time. Me, Darius, Darius's son Jack. We had an awesome time. He's playing. really good. Yeah, we had, there were some pretty good golfers. Not not talking about me. There's some pretty good golfers in that group, and we had a uh, we had a really fun time out there. Do you have a favorite NFL team? Not really. Um, growing up when I was in Virginia, uh, well, first of all, backing up, I grew up in Murray, Kentucky. My dad was the head coach at Murray state out there until 1986. So that back then, that's when the old St. Louis Cardinals football team was alive and well. So we used to go to old Bush stadium, Bush stadium in St. Louis and go to Cardinals football and baseball games. Then we moved to Virginia. This was before the Carolina Panthers and the Redskins were, were, you know, that's Redskins country up there. Commanders now. Uh, so kind of followed them just because I was close. But, no, I'm at the point now where I really just kind of follow players that I've coached or been around and coaches that I know and things like that. Are you too inside to actually romanticize it anymore? Because that's how I feel about music. Like I can't really – it's hard for me to be like, I love this artist because I just kind of see what – I can like their art. Yeah. But I don't really look at them as this big – prominent figure of culture yeah they're just like an idiot who's good at music yeah just like i'm an idiot who is kind of funny you know so, or do you think you're so inside that that's hard for you to separate uh yes and no i think certain when it comes to like teams and things like that because you do is this will be my 24th year in coaching coming up so you've met enough people and you've developed enough relationships with people where you've got you know, connections at all these different teams, players, coaches, whatever it might be. So it makes it a little bit different. But, you know, certainly 
Um, there's those players and coaches that are still, you know, oh my gosh, that's so and so and things like that. That even now as a head coach, uh, I still feel that way about you know certain people. The old school guys are awesome. Mm-hmm. Like to me, that's who I I got on the Southwest flight once and sat between Barry Switzer and. It doesn't matter. Barry Switzer. I sat next to Barry Switzer. Yep. The other guy doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff in my mind right now. But I, but like to, like I was geeking out. That's Barry Switzer. He's yeah. from Arkansas. Yeah. He coached the Oklahoma thing, eh, whatever. But and my whole family's from Oklahoma, so yeah. screw them. Yep. But the Cowboys, <laughs> but it was Barry Switzer. Yeah. And it's even those artists that I listened to as a kid, they're still super cool to me. It's all the contemporaries yeah. that I'm just like, you're just a dude. Yeah. You're just a dude like me. No, there's old school. You see those guys come around, those old school guys like uh, Mike Singletary was in my office like a year and a half ago. And it's I'm sitting there. Like, he's still big. Just, oh, my God. So I'm scared to death. He's sitting there staring at me like he's just <laughs> staring right through my soul. And like the old videos coming through the Bears helmet. Yeah, exactly. That's how I felt. Like he's yeah. literally, we're having a conversation. He's got those same eyes on me. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> this is Mike Singletary. Absolutely. And I know what you mean about Barry Switzer. Like I went to Oklahoma as an assistant coach in 2017 or excuse me, 2018 was my first year at Oklahoma and like I grew up like Barry Switzer and then you go to Oklahoma and I'll never forget like seeing him in a restaurant and going up to him and introducing myself and I was like coach Switzer and I'm like god this is Barry Switzer I'm coach Switzer I'm new tight ends coach here at Oklahoma I'm Shane Beamer it's an honor to meet you he's like nice to meet you Steve and you know what I didn't correct him I'm like whatever Barry Switzer wants to call me That's Steve. my name now call me Steve you call I'll me whatever you want be coach. Steve Beamer <laughs> Coach, I mean, no, no doubt that during a game, the stress levels are so high. How do you decompress when you're, when you get home? Mm, good question. Um, family, you know, my family keeps me honest for sure. And, and they keep me humble without a doubt. Uh, so for me, you know, whether after a game, usually, you know, the games, we play so many night games game ends and go in there and do the post-game press conference with the media, do post-game radio with our local radio network. Then I tape our, you know, weekly uh, coaches television show. So it's a few hours after a game before I get home. So if it's, if it's a night game, usually I get home and everybody's already gone to bed. You watch TV shows or anything? When I get home, I'll watch like highlights uh, of games when I get home, just kind of catching up on the day off season. Like during the season, I really won't do much other than just football and recruit. Uh, out of season, you know, I'll, I'll read a lot, try and get in the shows if I can, you know, here and there uh, in the off season. Uh, enjoy just, you know, uh, being with the family, playing golf, whatnot. So I, I, try, I feel like I do a pretty good job of trying to decompress when I have time to. All right, final five questions. Uh, talk about your offensive line. When really reading in depth about the team this year, one of the questions that's most asked is, how's the offensive line going to perform this year? What are your thoughts? I'm really excited about our offensive line. Uh, now, we lost uh, some serious uh, contributors, guys that are that were starters last season, so we got to replace three starters on the offensive line. Uh, but the returning guys have been really good. Uh, we brought in a uh, transfer from Yale, uh, Nick Gargiulo, that's going to really help us. We brought in uh, Jackson Hughes, a transfer from Charlotte, who I think is going to help us. I think a tax and, guy, Jackson Hughes, <laughs> that's the same name? Yeah, that's yeah. him. It is the same name, right? I'm not crazy? No, okay. no. Right, right. Yep, J-A-X, though. Okay. Um, but the thing that I'm really excited about is the freshman that we brought in. It's hard to play on the line of scrimmage as a true freshman, but because of our depth, our guys are going to have to. But I'm really, really excited about the freshman class, and they continue to continue to come along. So they're practicing with a great uh, edge about themselves right now, great mentality that they're practicing with. Uh, so I'm really excited about the offensive line. 
Coach, I have a nine-year-old playing football right now. It's his first year, and I told him how important it was about the first impression that a coach has on you. So first day, second day, play hard. Yeah. That first impression is important. Did you ever have a first impression that's like, eh, it's not so good, but they developed into such a good player that you're like, you know what, that didn't even matter? Yeah, uh, I think you have that all the time, honestly. Uh, and I think a lot of times you have to just, I don't want to say chalk it up, but you realize you're getting – 18-year-old young men out of high school, and a lot of them, or all of them, are away from home for the very first time. Maybe it's the first time they've ever been in a different environment than where they grew up uh, for 17 years, 18 years, and it takes time. You know, So that's probably the biggest thing. There's certainly some freshmen uh, anywhere that I've been, whether it be Oklahoma, Georgia, Virginia Tech, here, or maybe a freshman comes in and initially first impression, whether it be that moment or the first – month on campus where you say to yourself, man, it's going to be really, really hard for this guy to ever become a player. And then he matures, he grows, he becomes more and more accountable on and off the field, and he ends up becoming a, a really good player. So, yeah, I think that happens probably more often than you think. The nature of the beast in coaching is you move around. Mm -hmm. And you've mentioned a few of the spots you've been. Were you at Mississippi State for a while? Mm -hmm. So if I give you one of the programs you've been to, just in a word, because all the cultures are different, even the towns are different, just give me a word to describe Norman, Oklahoma. Um flat just generally the land we go yeah. right to the land we're going yeah. to, we're doing like topography okay got it got, <laughs> it, got it i like it no no no, 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 no. no. it is like I, I, 312 I longitude <laughs> no i don't i think you're okay let me do this oklahoma the university of oklahoma uh great people um just tradition that's what i love about it i mean you you go there when i got there uh there were i want to say six heisman trophy statues at the time and I think 47 conference championships. So you drive into work every day. You drive past these Heisman Trophy statues. You go in the indoor facility and there's Orange Bowl banners and conference championship banners. And it's like, oh, my God, just the tradition at this place. With Mississippi State. Um, Cowbell. I'll say it. Ding, 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 yep. ding, ding. Cowbell. <laughs> um, when I think of Starkville and Mississippi State, one is my first full-time job where I was actually getting paid. And two, it's where, where I met my wife, you know. So for me, she's from there. She's from Starkville, born and raised. Um, so I go to Starkville and, and that's where we met. She was working in media relations at the time. And first time I ever saw her was a home game. I was a coach for Mississippi State. I was in the press box and she was working in the press box for uh, media relations. And like the, you don't want to be like one of those sound cheesy, like love at first sight moments, but I still remember it vividly. The elevator doors opened and I got walked off the elevator and there she was. And it was just one of those. What'd you do? Um, <laughs> kind of looked at her and went to work because uh, we had a game. But in between series, I was making sure I was going out to like media relations <laughs> to get, get something to drink, use the bathroom, oh, grab gosh. a popcorn, whatever. Like I also right back just so I could see her throughout the game. All right, last two questions, uh, Coach. What's your favorite football movie? Favorite football movie? Um, well, the program's a classic. Oh, that's so good. The program was filmed right there in Williams Bryce Stadium. Uh, so that one's a uh, that one's a great one. And I would probably say I'd probably say Remember the Titans. Yeah, you know I love sports movies. I was just talking with one of the players this morning. They're like, "What's your favorite sports movie ever?" And I said, "Hoosiers." And they had never seen Hoosiers. And it's like, come on. But also, um, you picked a basketball movie. I yeah. did, but I just—that'd <laughs> be like, like me picking a good. Korean film. Like, <laughs> what's your favorite movie? Well, I'm glad you asked. It's a North <laughs> Korean special. Just, you wouldn't expect <laughs> that. From, still a sports movie, though. 
Yeah, and that's a human movie, the North Korean. Coach, in the program, the Omar Epps, they do that whole fumble yeah. thing where he takes the ball to class. Did you, have you ever done that with fumble. your students? No, but I've heard of people doing it as well. But we certainly, we talk about it all the time uh, in practice, outside of practice. We have pictures of in, in our meeting rooms of, you know, what uh, what it's supposed to look like. I coached at another school previously where they didn't do that. But if a guy ever fumbled or uh, had, like, carried the ball poorly – the next day there would be the most like terrible pictures that you could find on the person. Like somebody would go and find like something from Facebook or Instagram from like seven (laughs) years ago. And they would just like plaster the pictures of that player all over the football building, you know, as cyberbullying. Well. We like that. Do we? Yeah, <laughs> we like yeah. cyberbullying. It wasn't me. That's it what we wanted to do. It was another really school. Broke. It wasn't here. And I was, well, I'm glad we're our last question, Coach, because I don't know if I feel as good about this program as I did before I got here. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, okay, final question. We walked into the film room a second ago, and you had yeah. a bunch of coaches, and you were watching practice. Mm-hmm. And I saw how excited everybody got from one play at practice. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was literally when you kept rewinding it, and you're like, look at this. This is paying off. It's one play of practice, but I think to me, that's how important a, a detail is. No question. From what, like, can you explain to me what's happening in that room that we walked from right now, and then what will happen the rest of the day in there? Yeah, no question. A great question. Um, so we practice this morning, and then uh, the coaches, players get a little bit of a break, and then the coaches they immediately go into the meeting room, and we as coaches will watch offense, defense, and special teams every play. From practice. Well, you watch it again. So you watch it out there, then you go and you watch it again? Watch it live in person. Then we watch it together as a coaching staff. And then we'll watch it tonight with the players when they come back over here for meetings later on. So if you're a coach, you're going to see it three times at least. Um, uh, But, yes, it's it's details. But the one thing that was getting a lot of guys excited about that one particular play, it's to me, you know, preseason practice, where we are right now, getting ready for the first game. It's, it's an awesome time of year because you're not getting ready for an opponent yet. It's all about yourself and just trying to get better. So that particular play had a lot of guys excited because it was a player on our team that, you know, we challenged kind of last night in a team meeting that when you want to be, you can wreck practice when you want to in a good way because you can be dominant and take things over. And that particular play was a guy taking a play over from a, uh, from a defensive standpoint. And it was the offensive coaches, but it was one of those like, wow, like this guy can be really, really good. And it was pretty cool to see that young man uh, respond uh, to being, you know, challenged last night to, to be the kind of player that we think he can be. And that's what this is all about. Just building guys up. It's cool to see. We all had our shirts off in there. Mm-hmm. It's funny. There's they're like yeah. the kegs. It's crazy. You, then we came out. <laughs> really? like, yeah. Yeah. People, exactly. would, people wouldn't believe what happens yeah, it was, here it was when the players on around. Grease. They're just dumb. It's great. Uh, coach, big fan of you. Big fan of the program. I mean, this is my second favorite school. I mean, well, well Oklahoma, I just. It's family, man. Family. My, my, I've, our family is like the coach of the Oklahoma softball team, too. Yeah. She's won like six national championships. No. So I have to root. And that's the other thing, too. When you talk about things that stand out to Oklahoma, that's one of them, Coach Gasso. And, like, being able to go to Oklahoma and you got, you know, Coach Gasso, who had won, has won so many national championships in softball. Now. Women's gymnastics. And you had Bob Stoops, you know, living right, you know, down the street that was always around. So just the Joe Castiglione, the athletic director. I mean, it's just like men's gymnastics has won a ton of national championships. So just the tradition in all sports and the level of expectation there was pretty cool as well. So I get it. If we're your second favorite school, they're that's, like that's the one awesome. of it. Yes. If we're two and two A, it's it's good. You're two and forced – 
whatever that force yeah. number is. But oh, Joe C's awesome. I love Joe. Yes. Joe's like my dude. Joe's awesome. Yes. Uh, Joe well, is awesome. Coach, thank you very much. We really appreciate no, it. Thank you guys. Thanks, Thanks you're awesome. Yeah, um, appreciate Ed, did you say hi to coach? I did. Okay. Yeah, I just like to say that at the end because it's awkward. Okay. Like, you hey, say coach, hi to coach. How you All right. Thanks, coach. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. So, should we go electric? I think we should go electrified with Toyota. Electrified? Electrified means options. Yes, we could go all electric with a Toyota BZ4X, but then there are hybrids like Grand Highlander. Or we could do something in between like a RAV4 plug-in hybrid. So, Toyota is electrified diversified? Yep, and with more options for reducing carbon emissions, the closer we all get to Toyota's Beyond Zero vision for the future. Exactly. How much coffee have you had this morning? Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. All right, thanks to Coach Beamer. That's my favorite, dude. Oh, yeah, he's awesome, he's man. A, he's my favorite dude. Man, I meant to ask him if he has a boat. Oh, yeah. And you didn't even ask if there was a gator anywhere, right? Well, I knew there was no gator. We, yeah, t- but we talked too much about chickens. Still. I didn't want it to be too much animal talk, you know what I mean? My favorite guy. That's my favorite dude. <laughs> Everywhere we go, Eddie, you should find the animal to <laughs> yeah, talk about. Yeah, boats or gators, dude. You're really I, messed up. I love animals. College football fans, week one, DraftKings Sportsbook's hooking you up with a can't-miss offer to start the season strong. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on college football and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Anything can happen in college football. Your team could go from unranked to dynasty mode in just a couple of years. Change comes fast. The only thing that's a lock is a great offer from DraftKings Sportsbook. Life's more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code Bobby Sports. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on college football. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code Bobby Sports. The crown is yours. 21 and up in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. See show notes for full details. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. 
Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids. No plug needed. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. (laughs) You can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions... Toyota is electrified, diversified. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. You love fantasy on this show? Fantasies, which we talk about off the air? Yes, we love both. And then we talk about fantasy football on the air. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Up next is fantasy football expert Faraz Siddiqui. Faraz created his own account called Upper Hand Fantasy, gained over 150,000 followers on Instagram, over 2,500 YouTube subscribers. This is the guy that I go to. I started following him, and then I reached out and was like, you want to come on the show? Uh, he's great. You can follow Faraz on Instagram at Upper Hand Fantasy for all the best fantasy advice ahead of your draft. Here he is, Faraz Siddiqui. Faraz, what's up, buddy? Hey, Bobby. Nice to see you. Good to see you, I, although I do watch your... I even watch your Instagrams in the off season when you're talking about college players, senior bowl. Like you've you've managed to turn this into a year round, like uh, I don't know about job, but a passion that's turned into a job. So congratulations on that. Thanks, man. You, you know, honestly, the off season is where it's even more fun to be honest with you because you're kind of like trying to project these players going into the going to the next level, right? So. Uh, the senior bowl stuff, the college scouting stuff. It, it's, it's a lot of fun for sure. And I do want to start there as we get ready for fantasy football, both drafting and even playing. Um, when you talk about rookies, obviously Bijan Robinson, you know, we can go to Detroit and look in their backfield. Both those running backs were drafted in the first round, but who are the rookies? Because I'm always scared to draft rookies, but who are the rookies that actually can make a difference this year? I mean, if you take a look at the wide receiver position, you know, unfortunately, we have an injury already. Jackson Smith the Jigba hurt his wrist. He's going to have a procedure. He's going to be out potentially for a couple of weeks to start the year. But you, you go further down the line. Zay Flowers for the Ravens could potentially be Lamar's wide receiver one. Obviously, Mark Andrews is the guy to target there. But Zay Flowers could make a, a pretty... Uh, a pretty good impact uh, even early on in the season. Uh, Quentin Johnson, somebody to pay attention to. However, he does have a couple wide receivers most likely ahead of him right now. Um, but one of the, you know, one of the really, really interesting uh, rookies that I'm looking at, you know, there's a few rookies later down the line, like Michael Wilson for Arizona. Uh, he's starting, right? So there are, there are a few wide receivers to pay attention to outside just the big names. Arizona, they're going to try to tank the whole season. I, I just wouldn't want anybody on the Arizona offense if I did. And I'm not saying that he's not going to score points, but I mean, me personally, don't you feel like Arizona is going to try to lose every freaking game? <laughs> yeah, probably. And their defense isn't going to be good, but they're going to have to throw the ball a lot regardless. Now, you know, I do play a lot of, of dynasty fantasy football, and you know, I know, I know the the year long thing is mostly what people do. But for dynasty, he's somebody that I'm paying mm. attention to. You know, there there are some talented guys you could potentially get super late in drafts just to pay attention to because a team like the Cardinals, they're going to be bad. Their defense isn't good, so they're going to have to throw the ball. Uh, whether it's Kyler Murray throwing the ball or not, they're going to have to throw it. So somebody's going to have to get those targets. A couple of just very broad fantasy questions. What position do you prefer to draft from generally 1 through 12 in a 12-person league? I like uh, to pick relatively early, maybe top three or four. Uh, and then I don't love the, the the middle picks. I like to go somewhere around the eighth spot or so. Because when you're around the eighth spot, you can 
we be pretty sure whether you're in a 10 or 12 team league that in the second round you're going to get a pretty good stud like i've seen devonta adams fall around there you can get guys like garrett wilson potentially around there as well so if you can kind of have those two top two players really you know start start off your team with two really really good studs um that's really nice now in the top three you're obviously going to get someone like justin jefferson jamar chase christian mccaffrey somebody who's really going really going to hold your team down i prefer that or somewhere closer to the turn we had our uh like kind of our, our our draft pick selection so we haven't done a draft yet but you get your name drawn you get to pick what pick that you want so it's not like we draw a name and, okay, Eddie, you got the second pick. It's like, Eddie, you get to pick second, that type thing. And so I got the third selection of spots. And Mike, what'd you, Mike, what'd you get? I got one. You got the first selection yep. and you picked what? One. You picked one? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I went third and I picked nine because yeah. of what you said that I would rather, for me, I, I can get a good running back in the first round um, and then I can flip around quickly and get another good running back or a wide receiver at that two spot. So I also don't want the pressure of Jonathan Taylor and that number one pick like last year and right. he gets hurt. And then all year long, you're just screwed because your number one pick went out pretty quick. Bobby, Bobby, I told you. I told you not to take Jonathan Taylor early. Listen, listen. I mean, and what's Jonathan Taylor now this year? What the heck is where's, where's he going to end up playing? Miami, Kansas City? What do you think? Who knows? Miami's already made some calls, apparently. Apparently, they've already contacted the the Colts. Uh, I don't know what kind of compensation they're going to have to give up here. They want a first-round pick back. I mean, that's just kind of crazy, to be honest with you. I don't think they're going to get anything like that, but they are getting contact. They want to get Dalvin Cook, but now they can get a much younger running back. They're going to have to pay up, though. That's the only issue. Are you worried this year that Jalen Hurts last year could have been a... a I won't say fluke, but that he could have extremely outperformed what he's ever going to do again because, uh, one, they kind of know what he does now. They kind of have an understanding of that Eagle offense more than they ever have. Yeah, I think so. Uh, it, it is in the realm of possibility. I do think that is you know in his range of outcomes for him to – he was very, very efficient last year. This was not a pass-first team last year. This was mostly focused on the run game, but A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and Dallas Goddard, they helped him out a, a ton. And now they're bringing DeAndre Swift. I think that is a little bit of a new wrinkle that's a little underrated here in the receiving game. I know that rushing quarterbacks tend to not throw it to the running back position. However, DeAndre Swift is somebody who could who is a receiver, right? He is not a, a running back that, that you're just checking it down to. He's going to be running routes and running routes downfield uh, underneath coverage and that sort of thing. So I think that adds a nice wrinkle. As long as he can stay healthy, I think because of him, he's a little bit of an X factor here in this offense kind of continuing and building on what they did last year. So where does he rank in your quarterbacks then? He's number one. He's number one. And the reason why he is number one is because of the fact that he does everything. He is kind of the perfect quarterback for fantasy. Number one, he is a rusher, right? That is the number one. Uh, you know, it's basically a guarantee that you're going to be a top five quarterback, right? The way that he runs. Number two, he's used at the goal line, right? They, 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 he was used so much at the goal line with, you know, the, the little tush push. They, they almost changed the rule because of it. They did not change the rule. So they're going to continue to do that and allow the offensive line to push Jalen Hurts into the, you know, into the goal line on the one yard line. Number three, he's passing the ball a really, really good amount. He could put up the passing yardage on top of the rushing yardage. And he has the weapons, right? So he has everything. When you look at someone like Lamar, 
you know, potentially this year, I, I think he's going to pass the ball a lot more. But from what we've seen in the past where he did finish as the overall QB one before, it was really about the rushing. Now, he did lead the, lead the league in passing touchdowns, but the passing yardage was not there. So he was missing that little piece there. But Jalen Hurts, there is not one piece of his game for fantasy, at least, that he doesn't have. Justin Fields had a really good back end of the season for fantasy. It was, you know, up in the upper mid-20s. Uh, first part of the year sucked, but he's got a true number one receiver now. How do you kind of uh, feel like Justin Fields is going to play fantasy-wise? He finished the season as the QB five. So the overall number five quarterback in PPR and um, there's no PPR in quarterbacks play, but in points per game, fantasy points per game for Justin Fields, this is across the entire season. Okay. And this is without DJ Moore in an extremely run heavy offense. And I think this offense is going to continue to be relatively run heavy, but bringing DJ Moore in Darnell Mooney, actually healthy for a season chase Claypool, potentially healthy too. He has Cole commit. He has a couple of weapons in the backfield, Khalil Herbert. I think this is going to be a different offense this year. And the fact that he has more weapons that he can utilize. Also, he'll be dropping back a little bit more with the addition of a true number one in DJ Moore. I think he is potentially in line to be the overall QB one when it's all said and done this year. He has that upside. I do have him ranked in my top five this year. Tony Pollard injured last year at the end of the year, but also, you know, not the biggest back, but it's not always about being the biggest back now. We, we see that. Tony Pollard, do you think he can be that RB one, two or three overall? I do. I do. I, I think, uh, you know, uh, one of my bold predictions on the show the other day was him finishing as the overall RB1 for fantasy. Uh, I have him ranked as my RB3 going into the year. And I think it's just a matter of, listen, he was the RB7. He was an RB1 last year, right? He was a top 12 running back in fantasy. And that was with Zeke Elliott stealing all the goal line carries, stealing, a, you know, a ton of, of rushing attempts. This is going to be Tony Pollard's show. We just had, uh, you know, longtime Cowboys scout and, uh, you know, beat reporter Brian Brodus on the show yesterday. And he basically said that, this, he, you know, he's on a one-year deal, right? He's on the franchise tag. They have no reason to worry about him, about running him into the ground. And I think that's what they're going to end up doing uh, this year. He's going to get all the touches. They didn't bring anybody back. Zeke signed, you know, with New England. There isn't going to be another running back taking touches away from Tony Pollard. And because of that, we saw how efficient he was last year, even with Zeke there. Now you add the goal line role to what he already had, more routes run, more rushing attempts, as long as he stays healthy. And obviously that is the question because he hasn't handled this type of workload before. He can easily finish as the overall RB1 this year. Speaking of staying healthy, Cooper Cup in, you know, with the Rams, uh, just an absolute killer two years ago. Um, last year, struggled a bit with his health. Will he ever be that guy again? I, I hope so. I mean, before he got hurt last year, he was the number one wide, wide receiver, you know, scoring-wise on a points-per-game basis. So I, I do think he can be that guy. Now, we have to be a little bit concerned here because of the injury that he had last year, high ankle injury. And then on top of that, he had a little bit of a procedure to fix that. And now we're seeing a soft tissue injury. He is over 30. That's not great. So, you know, if you want to be a little safe here, you know, you, you don't take him over guys like Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase, right? You potentially take someone like Tyreek Hill over him. You potentially take Travis Kelsey over him, Stephon Diggs. That's if, and, and the last couple of guys that I mentioned, that's if you really, really want to be safe, right? But, the upside is still the overall wide receiver one. The way that Sean McVay schemes Cooper Cup, 
up, <laughs> right? And then on top of that, his ability, he still has the ability, right? And it's really a matter of him staying healthy. The other risk here is that does Matthew Stafford stay healthy the entire season, right? So there's a couple of, you know, potential issues here with Cooper Cup, right? You have to, you know, weigh your risk when it comes to picking him. But the fact that there are so many good first round picks this year um, with without as many questions, however, maybe not as much upside as Cooper Cup, there's a decision to be made there. If Cooper Cup is available at what pick, you must draft him. Like, what, where should he bottom out at? I would say I would say pick seven. Pick seven is really where I'm at. So basically, what does that mean? That means you pick Justin Jefferson, Christian McCaffrey, Jamar Chase. You picked Tyreek Hill, potentially B. John Robinson, and Travis Kelsey. I think those are the guys. Am I missing? It? Oh, Austin Eckler too. Austin Eckler probably before B. John Robinson, right? B. John Robinson can probably be picked at about around pick eight or so. So I think those are the guys that I think once they're off the board, I'm probably taking Cooper Cup. Two tight ends I want to talk about quickly is Darren Waller with the Giants for the first time. And then also Kyle Pitts, who, I mean, he's been alive, but not barely for fantasy and a guy that right. I've had a lot of hopes, hopes on. So talk about both of those guys and your expectations for both Waller and Pitts. I think Darren Waller, you know, he showed it in the preseason, right? All offseason, in training camp, all the beat reporters have been saying that he is Daniel Jones' guy. He is the number one target, and no one's even close. We heard that. We heard that. And then we saw preseason action. And in the preseason action, it basically confirmed all the priors, right? He ran a route on every drop back. He got targeted on 40% or 50% of the routes that he ran by Daniel Jones with the first team. So he's going to be his guy. His only question, can he stay healthy? But he does have top two upside at the position. He can finish over Mark Andrews and probably under Travis Kelsey, assuming that Kelsey doesn't lose a step at age 34, right? But Darren Waller has that upside. We saw it a couple years ago, uh, you know, on the Raiders. Now he is the clear number one target. So he's going to potentially, most likely, lead the Giants in targets. And we're also seeing and hearing about Daniel Jones taking a step forward here, right? In the second year with Brian Dable, we've seen this before, right, in Buffalo. So I'm not saying that these two, you know, he's he's uh, the same quarterback as as uh, as who they have in Buffalo. But at the end of the day, like, you got to understand that if he's going to take the next level and on top of that, you're going to have somebody who could potentially lead the team in targets, you got to target him. So he's a big target of mine. Okay. Um, who, who is the other tight end we're, t- we're talking about? Kyle here? Pitts. Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts is somebody that you should continue to buy into, right? My issue is their head coach, Arthur Smith, he does weird things. He drafts talent high, doesn't use them as as well. The route participation needs to be there. What does that mean? He needs to be running a high percentage of routes on every single drop back that Desmond Ritter has. Are we going to see that? The preseason usage was a little bit iffy, to be honest with you. However, he was an alpha target earner last season, despite him not coming through for fantasy. And usually... This is a buy low situation. He's one of the biggest buy lows in like the history of the tight end position. He is somebody that you should buy low on. Don't give up on him. He can easily finish top three this year, maybe higher. Let's do a quick round of what's their ceiling. So give me where you think they can they can peak here. For example, uh, let's go to Jacksonville. Jacksonville as a team's been playing pretty good. That offense was pretty good in getting better last year it seems like 
that once they got rid of their, their coach, uh, you know, it, things went a lot better once they changed out their, their entire staff there. So how do you feel about Trevor Lawrence? What's the ceiling on how he finishes this year in the quarterback rankings? Uh, I think his ceiling is a QB four overall. Running backs, Austin Eckler. RB1 overall. Saquon. RB4 overall. Wow, that's all, huh? Yeah, I think so. You know, I think I think if you look at Saquon's efficiency last year, uh, it fell off a little bit. You know, I do think he's going to be targeted a ton this year, but the, the efficiency just might not be there. I think there's a lot of other younger running backs with a, a good amount of uh, in, involvement in the passing game, goal line roles, and and uh, overall volume that I think that you know he could potentially not get there where he used to be, top two, top three. Okay, final question here. When it comes to the Kansas City offense, let's take Kelsey out of it. Let's take Lamar or Patrick Mahomes out of it. Who who else on that offense should be draftable for fantasy? I, I, I it's it's tough, man. It's a little bit of a crapshoot. However. I think if I'm going to take a bet on anybody, it's Sky Moore. Sky Moore is the one who has been consistently working with the first team this offseason. Uh, 12 personnel, 11 personnel. He's been on the field. You can't bet on Kadarius Tony staying healthy. And he, regardless of whether he's healthy or not, I think Sky Moore is going to be very involved. He was a pretty good receiver coming out last year. Obviously, he didn't play in the Power Five. So, you know, there was a little bit of a ramp up period needed. But I think he's a pretty good receiver. I liked him coming out last season, you know, when he came into the NFL. And I like him this year. It looks like he's pretty involved with Patrick Mahomes and the first team. And the team has been raving about him a little bit. So um, I, I think Sky Moore is somebody that you can get uh, in the 11th or 12th round of your 12-team drafts this year and potentially be surprised. We were talking about upper hand fantasy before you came on. So it's a big time for you. Is it busier now before the draft or during the season? Uh, it's extremely busy right now. Uh, the month of August is absolutely nuts because everyone's trying to get a little bit of your time. However, during the season, it's it's more of the same thing every week, which gets a little, you know, tiresome by November. You know, so the good thing about the off season is that we can get creative, right? Like there's a lot of creativity involved in this, right? And and you're, you know, you have a show, and you know, every every day, every week, you're trying to like, you know, come up with different ideas and that sort of thing. And that's that's kind of the beauty, and that's what I enjoy. However, during the season, right, it gets to the point where like, all right, waivers every Monday, Tuesday, right? Start sits Thursday, Friday. You know, trades every week. You know, who do I start on Sundays, right? So it gets a little bit of a, you know, it's a little bit of a routine. Um, but you know. A, it's busy both times, but in different ways. I want to encourage everybody to go to Upper Hand Fantasy. The reason that I know Faraz is because I just literally found his page and was like, dang, I love this dude. This is good. He's, he's my favorite of all the all the talking heads that talk about fantasy. His talking head talks the best. That's right. <laughs> uh, Faraz, appreciate, appreciate it. You, everybody go check out at Upper Hand Fantasy on Instagram, uh, YouTube. That's where I watch a lot of it as well. And we'll check back in with you five or six weeks from now. How's that sound? That sounds great, man. I appreciate you. Thanks a lot. All right, Faraz. See you, buddy. All right, that's it. Thank you, guys. 25 whistles. We're ready. Let's go. College football. It's exciting. I don't know. It's just like the best time of year. I, mean, I say that whenever March Madness comes to, and then I say that. There's like four times where I declare <laughs> Masters it. Masters weekend. The, yes, to be the best time of the year. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's this one, really is. It's the best time of the year. At least it's the best time of the year. I'm going to say it. You know what my wife actually told me? She said, I'm going to try to watch more football with you this year. Let's go. I'm like, wow. 
I think she said that like two years ago too, and she didn't watch a lot. But at least she's trying. She is trying. At least she's saying she's trying. <laughs> That's awesome, man. You guys follow us on social media. All you gotta do is go over to at Twenty Five Whistles. Thank you guys. We will see you coming up um, on Friday. We have Coach Gus Malzahn on, former national championship winner. Awesome. Yeah, at Auburn now coaching at UCF. Uh, John Rice Plumley, the quarterback, used to be at Ole Miss. Now is at UCF. So we'll do that coming up Friday. More football, obviously. We'll see you guys then. Bye, everybody. Blow the whistle. Oh, I got you. Where's my whistle? Thank you. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids. No plug needed. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. You can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions, Toyota is electrified, diversified. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.